0: Listening
1: to a Sharesies podcast. it's the sixth of October. Welcome to Recap, made for you by Sharesies. And in case
0: you don't know, Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation.
1: Have a heaping steaming serve of financial disclaimer.
0: Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
1: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
0: If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider.
1: Hi, Alice, how are you doing?
0: I'm great. Thanks, Jose. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. It's a lovely day here in uh, Tabanki Makaoro. It's, uh, it's great. I'm having a wonderful day. Oh, that's great it's, it's um, been a big day hasn't it oh <laughs> it sure has there's been lots happening so we should just crack into it i reckon because um there's a lot to get through uh, get through what have you brought to the news table alice
0: uh well i've actually got some news that's super hot off the press Oh,
1: awesome i love this kind of that's my favorite kind of news what, what's what's going on <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, at 2pm just this afternoon, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand made its latest announcement on our official cash rate, or OCR. Uh, Now, as a reminder, the OCR is the main tool used by the Reserve Bank to stimulate the economy and help control inflation.
1: So I feel like it might be a really good idea to uh, recap how it does that exactly.
0: Sure thing. So uh, the main job that the Reserve Bank is tasked with is to keep inflation in New Zealand between 1% and 3% per year. Now, the official cash rate is essentially the rate that banks can borrow and lend money from the Reserve Bank at. Now, this in turn affects the interest rates that banks offer to their customers, both in terms of uh, interest rates that you can borrow at and interest rates that you receive on savings
1: accounts. Right. And then how does that flow through to the economy again?
0: Well, when interest rates are low, it's cheaper for people and companies to borrow money and then go out and spend or invest that elsewhere, which can stimulate the economy. But when interest rates are higher, it becomes more expensive to borrow money to, to then go and spend. So, um, And it can also encourage people to save more if they can earn a higher interest rate at the bank. Uh, now, that can cause the economy to to slow down. So when the economy needs a boost, lowering the OCR can be a way to do this, Uh, but in the opposite, uh, when the economy is getting a bit hot and inflation is ramping up, increasing the OCR can help keep things under control.
1: Cool, thanks so much for explaining that. So what happened in today's announcement?
0: Uh, so the Reserve Bank decided to increase the OCR by 0.25% to 0.5%. Uh, now 0.25% might not seem like that uh, like huge of a jump, but why this announcement is important is because it's the first time the Reserve Bank has increased the OCR in seven years. Uh, the OCR has been sitting at a record low of 0.25% since last last March uh, at the start of the COVID outbreak.
1: Yeah, so were people expecting this increase?
0: They sure were. Um, Economists, including the big banks, were forecasting the increase. Uh, Reason being that when the last OCR announcement was due to come out back in August, um, a lot of people were forecasting an increase at that time. but. There was a spanner in the works just before the Reserve Bank was due to make their decision. Uh, that's when the latest COVID-19 lockdown was announced. Uh, so they they decided to hold it flat at that time because of the uncertainty of lockdowns, but very much indicated that they plan to start increasing the OCR soon.
1: Yeah, I remember that. So I guess my question is, why is this seen to be such a big deal?
0: Uh, Well, it's a shift from providing stimulus to the economy to now starting to scale that back. Uh, So the Reserve Bank said that it's uh, appropriate to continue reducing the level of monetary stimulus so as to maintain low inflation and support for maximum sustainable employment. Uh, So basically, uh, this is the start and to expect more scaling back of stimulus over time.
1: And did the Reserve Bank say exactly why it's reducing the stimulus?
0: Uh, The announcement today noted that uh, global economic activity has continued to recover from the pandemic uh, and that as vaccination rates rise, this will hopefully lead to less disruption uh, to the economy Uh, and also that there are persistent cost pressures which leads to inflation. So basically the decision was driven because of where the economy is at plus the need to keep inflation under control.
1: How did the New Zealand stock market react to the news?
0: Uh, the share market declined on the news at the time of recording the nzx 50 was down about 0.3 percent for the day Uh, but you would expect this reaction at the news that you know economic stimulus is going to be scaled back Um, on top of that because people were expecting the decision um, it was already what they call priced into the market so the news didn't come as a as a massive big shock
1: none of the horses were scared thanks very much for that alice what else has been happening today?
0: Well, I've also got some news about dual listed dairy company, A2
1: Milk. Ah, Right. So we've talked a a fair bit before on Recap about A2 Milk and how they've had a challenging time over the past year. What's their latest news about?
0: Yeah, so it's actually sort of related to those challenges that the company's been having, Uh, but the news is that a class action lawsuit has been filed against A2 Milk.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, So what's all this about?
0: Well, the case has been filed to the Supreme Court of Victoria by an Australian law firm called Slater and Gordon. Uh, Now, Slater and Gordon are claiming that A2 Milk has uh, misled investors and breached the disclosure rules that it must um, abide by.
1: Right. Okay. so what does that all mean?
0: To put it in short, publicly listed companies are required to disclose important information about the company to investors so that they are informed about uh, significant things that could impact uh, their investment. Now, A2 Milk, between September last year and May this year, made a series of updates to the market where they downgraded their earnings expectations. Uh, This led to A2 Milk's share price falling from around $20 in August last year to around six dollars by mid-may this year
1: okay i see
0: so slater and gordon are claiming that a2 milk would have known about um you know the impact that their challenges were having on their financials earlier than when they told the market and therefore by not telling them uh, straight away were misleading investors um now furthermore um you know, that, that's claiming that A2 Milk wasn't following when they should be telling the market these things. Um, so they are filing this case on behalf of investors who uh, they, they claim suffered losses from this.
1: And what investors exactly does the class action apply to?
0: So it covers investors who bought shares in A2 Milk on either the New Zealand or Australian stock exchanges between the 19th of August 2020 and the 9th of May 2021. Uh, Now the proceedings are an open class action, which means that it automatically includes any investors who meet this criteria. So they don't have to go and separately file a claim or take any action at this stage, as the law firm said, Um, but those eligible investors uh, can go to the Slater and Gordon website and note down their interest so that they can be kept up to date with what's happening.
1: And has A2 Milk said anything in response?
0: They did, they made an announcement to uh, the stock exchanges this morning. They said that they'd been notified about the proceedings um, Uh, But they said that the company considers that it has at all times complied with its obligations, it denies any liability and will, quote, vigorously defend the proceedings, unquote. Um, Now, furthermore, A2 Milk said that they remain confident in their underlying business and growth potential.
1: Right. And how has the share market responded to these developments?
0: Uh, Well, at the time of recording, A2 Milk's share price was down about 6%.
1: (music) Uh, Thanks for that, Alice. Uh, But for our last story, I thought I'd update something we covered yesterday.
0: So this is about the Facebook story, right?
1: Yes, yep, absolutely. So yesterday, Facebook and therefore Instagram and WhatsApp went down for at least six hours. But the mega company has also been the subject of revelations uh, via a whistleblower.
0: Yeah, so this was about uh, Frances Hagen, who used to be a product manager at Facebook. She revealed herself as the whistleblower earlier this week. Uh, She handed over tens of thousands of internal Facebook documents to the Wall Street Journal, as well as the Securities and Exchange Commission.
1: That's right. And she says she became increasingly concerned about how Facebook seemed to prioritize engagement over the well-being of its users. Well, I mean, since we talked about this yesterday, she's been able to elaborate further on those claims while testifying in front of a Senate panel.
0: Okay, so what does she have to say?
1: So she was testifying in front of the Senate Commerce Subcommittee on Consumer Protection. She was asked if Facebook is used by authoritarian or terrorist-based leaders around the world. She confirmed that it's happening and that Facebook is aware of it. She offered the example of the team that she ran at Facebook Uh, observing the Iranian government doing espionage on other state actors. And she described the underfunding of Facebook's counter-espionage teams, uh, she described it as a national security issue.
0: Uh, so, So another thing that's gotten a lot of attention is that according to the information she leaked, Facebook's own research suggested that its platforms were having a harmful effect on young people, specifically some teenage girls reporting that Instagram made them feel bad about their bodies. Did she touch on that at all?
1: Uh, yes it was touched on. So fa- Facebook has hit out a reporting by the Wall Street Journal saying they cherry picked data. Facebook has said that in a survey 8 out of 10 uh, Instagram users in the US said the platform makes them feel better or had no effect on their feelings about themselves. But Hagen argued that at the hearing that the other 20% was still significant considering billions of people use the platform. She said it was shocking that Facebook didn't think it was a problem, that 20% of its users experienced mental health problems. She also said that she would be surprised that it would stop working on its Instagram for Kids program even after the, the Facebook said it halted work after all this was made public.
0: OK, so it seems like there was a lot covered in the hearing there.
1: Yeah, yeah, there, there was. And it, so it's probably worth um, doing a deep dive and um, reading some of the reports, some of the reporting on it. But ultimately, Hagen called for Congress to intervene in Facebook and said that ultimately the CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, had to be responsible for the impact of his business.
0: Okay, and how did, uh, like, has Facebook responded to any of this testimony?
1: Yeah, so Facebook issued a statement uh, straight after, arguing that Hagen only worked at the company for under two years and never attended high level meetings with executives in that time. The statement also said that the company doesn't agree with her characterization of the issues uh, that she talked about, but uh, it did agree that work needed to be started on creating standard rules for the internet. And that means that it's the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. That was recap for the 6th of October. And as always,
0: we would appreciate it if you could give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts.
1: We, we would bloomin' love it, actually. Batiwa.
0: Kakiteano.
1: See you all.